This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. All right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Alex Kajitani. I am the 2009 California Teacher of the Year and your MC. Thank you. Thank you. And your MC for the day. First off, let's give a hand to our opening performers, Zori Tinker on guitar and the Eastlake High School dance team. Let's hear it for them. I am so very honored to be here with all of you today. Thank you so much for investing your time and your energy and joining us and kicking off Steam Connect's first annual conference. I have spent my career in the classroom teaching math, and I know firsthand just how challenging it is to make STEM cool. But the minute you do, you completely transform what happens, and what is possible. Now, I am known as the rappin' mathematician, but uh, all right, thank you, one person. I, <laughs> I will admit I didn't always start out that way. In fact, uh, several years ago, I was a brand-new teacher absolutely struggling to survive in my classroom, and I couldn't get my students to pay attention, I couldn't get them to sit still, and I certainly couldn't get them to remember the math rule that I had just taught them. But uh, what I noticed is that a rap song would come out on Monday, and by Tuesday, they seemed to have every single word memorized. And the problem with this, of course, is that they were coming in rapping about violence and drug use and abusing women. And so one day I had just completely had enough, and I thought, you know, I'm going to write my own rap song. And uh, I went home and I did, we were studying adding and subtracting decimals at the time, and so I wrote a rap song called The Itty Bitty Dot. And uh, I went home and I did an internet search for free hip-hop beat. And uh, I actually found one, and I practiced all night, I will admit, in front of my mirror. And I thought, I'm totally going to be the man tomorrow when I, when I go into class. You, you know where this is going, right? And so I got, every, I got there early the next morning, and I got everything ready, and the students came in, and I hit play. I busted out the itty-bitty dot. Well, it was a complete disaster. My students began laughing at me hysterically, and I can still picture I had a student, Josue. He started laughing so hard, he clutched his stomach, fell forward, hit his head on the carpet, and I had to send him to the nurse for an ice pack. And so I thought to myself, I see just where my career is going. Yesterday, my students wouldn't pay attention to me. Today, they're laughing at me. Tomorrow, I'm going to be looking for a new job. And so I blew it off and went about my day. But then a very interesting thing happened. I was walking to the teacher's lounge for lunch, and I walked by the student lunch tables, and all the students were singing the itty-bitty dot. In fact, even the ones who weren't in my class were singing along with the ones who were. And the next day, something which had never happened happened to me. My students came excited to be in my class. And they were saying things like, Oh, Mr. Kajitani, are you going to rap again? Yesterday was the best day ever. And Josue, whose head was all better now, actually asked me if I was going to quit teaching and be on MTV full-time. For some reason, they haven't called yet. But uh, at the end of the week, my students' test scores shot through the roof, and they actually started matching and then surpassing their more affluent counterparts. And so I like to say I've been math rapping ever since. And so today, we're going to have an opportunity to connect with hundreds of leaders in education and business and government, as well as students and parents and community members, all 
with their own stories. And each and every one of us has our own story with regards to to STEAM. And and it's so exciting to be able to share those today. And so we have a big day ahead of us. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to ask the co-founders of STEAM Connect, Kim Richards and Edward Abeda, to come join me on stage. Let's hear it for Kim and Edward. I do want to just say about STEAM Connect, it's been two years now we've been building this network, doing just this, bringing arts and STEM leaders together to learn from each other, to connect, figure out how to collaborate, and really start moving the needle. And this is a huge transition point for us in taking this to the next level from here on out. I just want to encourage all of you to stay connected with us and let us know what you need. Let us know what, what's most helpful to you, what's most uh, useful for you and everything that you're doing, and uh, we'll respond. That's, that's what we're doing. We're building this based off of the community. Thank you. Well, I just want to, on behalf of Chancellor Koslaw and Associate Vice Chancellor and Dean of UCSD Extension, welcome you today. This is a launching of something very special. And can you imagine just in one room, industry folks, educators, policymakers, parents, students, all coming together for a common purpose? That is truly amazing. And you know what? Today, we hope to focus on the interconnection between STEM and the arts as they complement each other. They go hand in hand. And they interconnect in a very, very special link. The link learning concept is not just uh, starting today, it's going throughout the state of California through efforts to integrate not just STEM, but those practice-based applications that we know have been missing for time. It is no coincidence that UCSD and Qualcomm are working together. I mean, the DNA is wrapped so tightly wound together over the years, mainly because they share some values that are very similar, and that is discovery. And it's something special when you actually uh, fail often, try again, and search for something better. Discovery is in the DNA of Qualcomm and with UCSD, and we're so proud to work together to have a launching pad of the Ascent Conference today. If advanced, the advancements together advance not only our areas of science, technology, engineering, math, but also when taken together, perhaps they even advance mankind. Today, I hope you find your own discoveries through the networking, through the panels, through all the engagements that you have today. It is a pleasure and an honor to take a concept that we had just discussions not too short time ago and to make it into an inaugural event that we're so proud to launch here with our partners, Qualcomm, and so many other partners throughout this region. This is truly the definition of a collective impact. I want to thank you again for joining us, and I have the great pleasure of getting to the best part of next, one of my favorite, favorite people in our region. Uh, this is an individual that is strongly committed to education. In fact, I hope to join uh, her, with you today, not only for her accomplishments in making her known as a great leader, but I think is the education mayor. The education mayor, Mayor Cox. And Cheryl Cox, she is coming up. She has ingrained as a teacher. She's been a principal, an administrator. Our education mayor is here today, and there's no better person in our city and our region who's taken the leadership, the steps forward to be known for driving the bus, the school bus, of adding the arts to STEM. And it's with a great, great pride that I actually bring and introduce Chula Vista Mayor Cheryl Cox.
morning. This is one extraordinary day. Look, look where we are. We're at Qualcomm. You know, Qualcomm, the, the people who do things and make things. And, and when you think about Qualcomm, you think about electricity and energy and innovation and inspiration. And Qualcomm is going to want to hire some of the very best of our students who graduate from high school. I've got to tell you, I'm particularly proud of the Eastlake Company dance troupe, as I'm sure you are. The energy of those kids, their limberness, I mean, just that alone is, is enough to make you envious. But you know, Eastlake High School also has a robotics team. It's an award-winning robotics team, started in part by a special day class teacher who said there's got to be something more to school than just the books and the lectures. So the Eastlake Titans have won award after an award. And when I, when I know their kids who are here up on stage, and I know some of the kids who are at the robotics conferences, you have to think about what are some of the reasons that kids come to school. Some kids come to school, San Diego State, to play basketball. Some kids go to school, San Diego State, in order to watch basketball. Some kids come because they enjoy reading. Some, because they really do understand math and, and like the money side of things, particularly making it. But some kids come to school and they're not quite sure of what will keep them there. And schools struggle to make school so interesting that kids will want to come every day on time to learn more. And that's what this conference is all about. From my perspective as a former teacher and a school administrator, I know the struggle that families are going through. I know how hard it is socially for kids today. I also know that we expect them to learn an awful lot. But if they don't graduate from high school, there are opportunities for training, for skills, to join the military, to go on to a four-year program, to go on to further education becomes so very limited. So what you're doing here today, whether you've quite grasped that or not, is we all know about STEM science, technology, engineering, and math. And when we blend STEM with the arts, we get a well-rounded student. Eastlake Company Dance Troupe was an example of that. The robotics kids, they're examples of that. The very auditorium in which we're seated is an example of that. Somebody came up with an idea of how this particular space could be used for um, gathering such as this. They had an idea. Perhaps it was an artist. I don't quite understand my part of the left brain, right brain, but I know lots of other people do. But in order to get from somebody's idea to where we are today, it took science. It took technology. The guys in the back, they're all about technology. We wouldn't have any sound if they weren't back there pushing the right buttons. The engineering, not only the creation of future engineers, but the engineering it took to put this place together and the math, the people behind the scenes who make sure that there is enough resources to keep people employed and to make sure that products are sold. The very fact that we're here at Qualcomm means Qualcomm has invested also in our future. So as we work as elected officials or as people in industry or as people in classrooms to encourage kids and to encourage teachers to seize the day, this group is putting San Diego and the region on the map for being STEM plus arts, otherwise known as STEAM. When we encourage kids to dream, we need to encourage them to dream big. 
And when they dream big and they're successful, they get the jobs, they have the careers, they have the support that they can give their community. They can be the future people who are making big decisions, not only for their neighborhoods, but for their country. And they've got the skill behind them to do that. So I commend you, I thank you, and I say San Diego and the region rocks when it comes to STEAM. Thank you very much for being here this morning. Hello, I'm Senator Carol Liu, Chair of the California State Senate Education Committee. I congratulate STEAM Connect for organizing this first conference in San Diego. Thank you all for being here today. The fusion of STEM and the arts is a powerful approach to engaging California students and producing a skilled and educated workforce for the 21st century. California is uniquely positioned to play a leadership role in STEAM given the strong business and education partnership across these industry sectors. As education chair and member of the Joint Legislative Committee on the Arts, I have a deep appreciation for the importance of focusing on creativity and innovation in public education. I am excited to see a growing understanding of how connecting STEM with arts and design can enhance learning and problem-solving skills while opening students' eyes to a host of career opportunities. STEAM can play a pivotal role as California transitions to the Common Core curriculum. Changing how teachers teach and students learn in our schools is an inherently collaborative effort with its cross-disciplinary focus, project-based learning, and integrated instructional approach. Your work is at the vanguard of education reform. I encourage you to continue advocating for STEAM, develop exemplars to move the field forward, and share your knowledge and enthusiasm with the broader community. I applaud your focus on building connections with cultural institutions, higher education, nonprofits, and business. A strong partnership among parents, schools, government, business, and the community will support our students and establish a shared commitment that will energize public education. You have a great lineup of speakers and presenters here today. I'm sorry I can't be there, but thank you for your commitment to California's children, and thank you, STEAM Connect, for your excellent work to ensure that students have what they need to succeed in school and in life. Enjoy your day. Good morning, and thank you all for the important work that you do in integrating the arts within science, technology, engineering, and math, because it will secure America's leadership in global innovation for the future. In this age of rapid globalization, science and technology are making an impact on our lives in unprecedented ways. Now more than ever, it is vitally important that we work together to enhance science and technology education within our school systems. Within the last decade, art integration into science and technology has facilitated the use of technology in our everyday lives, like smartphones, for example. And in the future, what can be automated will be automated. So in order to create and maintain a competitive workforce in the 21st century, encouraging creative thinking in STEM education is necessary. More simply put, art through creative thinking and problem solving separates us from machines. I love the fact that many engineering programs are now looking to art students. They're looking to music students. They're looking to students who are focusing on communication to try and develop better ways of solving problems. That's what we need to do to create entrepreneurs that know all across the way 
what it is to be a designer and what it is to really be able to apply what they need to know to make things work, but to do it in a way that people really want to do something with it. That's being creative. We want all of our young men and women to know that they can do anything professionally and STEAM careers deserve their attention. California and certainly San Diego are on the forefront. We're home to some of the most innovative science and technology companies and research institutions and organizations in the world, from Qualcomm to Biocom to Cleantech and more. Many of these companies have a diverse staff and create programs to enhance diversity in STEAM-related fields. I commend all of you here today for your efforts to dig deeper into the future of STEAM education. And I hope we all leave here inspired to continuing rallying behind STEAM education, knowing that it is a crucial investment in the future of our students, the nation, and the world. Hi, I'm Congressman Scott Peters, representing California's 52nd District in Congress. I'm proud to welcome you to San Diego for the first ever STEAM Connect conference. Today's conference is an exciting first step in advancing the STEAM movement that has grown so successfully here in Southern California. The work you are doing is vital to our nation's future and our competitiveness. America's ability to innovate is one of our strongest assets, and it's a trademark of the San Diego economy. Our success in STEM fields has allowed us to be at the forefront of innovation for decades. However, we're now seeing that there's another key to success, the incorporation of arts and design. Studying arts and design alongside science, technology, engineering, and math allows students to develop creative problem-solving abilities, a skill which employers have long said would be the key to success over the next five years and which we'd like to see a little bit more of here in Congress. The integration of arts and design has also been shown to keep students interested in STEM subjects at school and increase the likelihood that they will pursue a STEM-focused major in college. In light of all this, the importance of integrating the arts into STEM cannot be overstated. During my first year in Congress, I've made STEAM education a priority by joining our working group to promote and encourage STEAM on the federal level. Our group is currently working to include language in the America Competes Act that would require the National Research Council to find ways to further integrate STEAM. I look forward to working with all of you to promote STEAM, and I hope you enjoy your day in San Diego and in the 52nd District. Thanks, and have a great one. All right, let's hear it for our elected officials. It's interesting because I've been uh, traveling the country a bit this year and helping to train teachers on implementing the Common Core and implement how to connect uh, math and literacy and get our students reading and writing and speaking in math class. And what I've seen is that when the teachers are on board, things go really well. But when the teachers and the principals and the parents and possibly the community is on board, things go really, really well. But when we get business and nonprofit and our elected officials involved and all working toward the same goal of educating our students in STEAM, we can truly create a transformative educational system. And so to close out, 
our opening session, I'm really pleased to introduce the next two speakers to the stage. Christopher Rowe is the CEO of the California STEM Learning Network, and Craig Watson, the director of the California Arts Council, for a first-ever co-presentation about the future of arts, STEM, and STEAM here in California. Please welcome Chris and Craig. Go sit over there in the chairs. Let's do it. Let's do that. We're going to be pretty informal today. Um, so good morning, everybody. I'm Chris Rowe. I'm the CEO of the California STEM Learning Network. And I'm really thrilled to be here this morning. Uh, the ST and the E and M in, in STEAM. Uh, so just a little bit about CSLNet. And then we're going to have a conversation. We're each going to talk a little bit about our organizations and our contributions to STEAM. And then we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about how we think we might be able to collaborate more closely going forward. So just a little bit of background first about our, our organization. Uh, we are a nonprofit. We were founded in 2010, so we're really a toddler. We're just three, three and a half years old. Um, but we were really formed because there were a lot of groups around the state that wanted to work together a- across the STEM fields. We've got great resources and assets in the state, up and down the state, obviously from here in San Diego all the way up to the North Coast. But people were finding it really hard to work together and to collaborate together. So we were formed to really bring those groups together to to really create a learning community across the entire state. Um, We are organized regionally across the state. And we're really excited to have here in San Diego uh, a very, very strong partner. I would say one of our strongest partners in the state with the San Diego Science Alliance and the San Diego STEM Collaboratory. And, And they are contributing not only to what's happening here in the region, but they are a vital partner in helping the state move forward uh, around STEM education. So um, I was just thinking a little bit about my comments this morning uh, and what I was going to talk about, but I think there's really, we're at a seminal point in our state, and and nationally even. Um, I think about 10 years of No Child Left Behind uh, having created these walls and I think about the, the President Reagan comment uh, in the 1980s when he went to Berlin about we need to tear down these walls. Uh, and I think we're at a moment in California in our education system nationally where we need to begin to tear down the walls that have been built. Um, that education system that has largely, under no child left behind, squeezed out uh, so much of the really good things that could happen in an education system. I know looking just at the data around science instructional minutes, something that we watch very closely. Uh, it's gone down pretty dramatically over the last 10 years. Uh, I would guess in arts it's been <laughs> probably equivalent. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it has been really, really challenging. But we are now in a new era in California. Uh, we are emerging again as a leader nationally. We've had strong leadership through the, the governor, through the state legislator, legislature, through the State Board of Education, through our state superintendent, that we really need to be leaders again. We really need to reset the button on our education system. So we've had the Common Core that's passed. We had new science standards, the Next Generation Science Standards, which were adopted in September. Uh, together, these are two really important building blocks. Because they were designed in a whole new framework, thinking about active learning, thinking about project-based learning and relevance. Those are kind of three key things when we talk about all of those new standards. 
and the interconnections, uh, not only between math and science, but math and English language arts, and, and the other topics as well. So when we're talking about STEAM, I think the fact that we're moving in the direction with these new standards and implementation is the big opportunity to set, reset the button about how we can break down those walls uh, in our education system. Uh, along with that, we've got new accountability systems. We have a pause on our accountability systems, the high-stakes testing that we've had here in California nationally. California has taken the bold decision to, to pause our accountability, the high-stakes accountability system, for two years. The State Board just approved this uh, at a recent meeting. So the API, as we all know, that has driven so much of what we do in our schools uh, is going to be on pause for two years, which will give us an opportunity to be more innovative, to really experiment, to try new things, to try to be more collaborative in our school system. So um, I'm going to leave it there and just say that I'm really excited and looking forward to today. Thanks to all of the groups that have sponsored us. Thanks to Qualcomm for hosting us today. And thanks to all of you for your work and being here and, and the hard work that you're doing here in San Diego and, and providing a beacon of leadership for the state and nation. Let's give him a round. Chris, I'm delighted to be on stage with you. And it's interesting, you mentioned this issue of testing and the pause that we're taking. And I think it's worth noting that the leadership that led to that decision is a former science teacher who believes deeply in the arts. And I'm talking about Tom Torlakson, our state superintendent for public instruction. Yeah. So when, when good things happen, we can trace them back to leaders like Tom. And I would hope that we would all be looking to encourage that effort because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I also want to comment on <clears throat> my state senator. You saw her, Carol Liu. I'm proud to say Carol Liu is uh, chair of the Senate Education Committee. And she's going to be a leader, a key player uh, in this current legislative session. And if you haven't met Ed Honowitz, her, her chief education consultant, he's with us today. So sometime during networking period, find Ed Honowitz and talk about some of the interesting things that he's engaged with in advising people like Senator Liu. So I sit here as a reluctant bureaucrat. You know, uh, I, uh, what's that oxymoron? Uh, creative government. Those two things don't. <laughs> creative government. So... But I come out of an arts, uh, studio art background and then spent 25 years in the business world and then got recruited into this job. And I like to think that what I try to bring to this role at the state agency is what can we do to reinvent government and to play on the stage in a way that we can make a difference in the lives of children and Californians across the state. And one of the, <clears throat> there are several ways that we're trying to do that uh, as a state agency. And just by way of background, the California Arts Council was started in 1976 by Governor, then Governor Jerry Brown. So we like to think that we have the best candidate in the governor's office today to support what we're going to try to do, and I'm going to tell you more about in a minute. I've already mentioned uh, Tom Torlickson. I think he's a great partner at, at, at the State Department of Education. And then this collective that you represent is part of a movement that we sense really across the whole state. And part of that is to gather together and make explicit the issues of what would it take, what would it take to improve education at the core. And two and a half years ago, right before I joined the state agency, 
A group of Californians were sent to Illinois to be part of an education leaders institute. And at that institute, they worked on a reform plan, which came back and gave birth to something that you're going to hear about a couple of times during the day. And that's a movement we call CREATE California. CREATE California is an acronym. It stands for Core Reforms Engaging Arts to Educate. And there's several people in this room and who you will see on panels that are either part of the planning team or in some way have participated in this statewide collaboration. So not only is there amazing things going on here in this region, there are efforts like yours, Chris, but there are other efforts going on that I want everybody in the room to go away from today knowing I have a way that I can connect not only regionally, but I can connect to this statewide process. So Create California was a, is a unique collaboration with the California Arts Council, the California Department of Education, the California Alliance for Arts Education, and the County Superintendents Association. And right now, that group is in the midst of finalizing a document we call a blueprint for creative schools. And indeed, that blueprint, and one of our presenters later today will describe a section of that blueprint referencing the whole STEM and arts, STEM to STEAM connection, and how important we see that in collaboration. So we have in a document that we think will help drive policy, drive potential legislation, uh, tie itself to the, the challenge of the rollout of the Common Core, as well as the local control funding formula and how important that's going to be in so many of our lives. So I want people to be aware of that movement and realize that they can be part of it. Cray California has already set in motion some, some activities that are linked to re the, the <clears throat> recommendations. One is, how does the arts influence this major effort around the Common Core? And so one of the things that uh, we did, uniquely with some supplemental funding from Speaker John Perez, is we invested $300,000 and we joined forces with the Hewlett Foundation. And right now, there's an effort we call Creativity at the Core, and it's a project being run by SESA, the County Superintendents Association, and they're in the midst of choosing partners in each of the 11 regions of California that are part of the county superintendents to create model uh, professional development modules, professional uh, teacher trainings around how do we integrate the arts into common core subjects. And we know that amongst the choices of things that will be designed, indeed, our science and arts collaboration. So that's just one example of where I hope uh, the message we leave you with is that government can be creative, mm -hmm. government can be your partner in this, mm -hmm. and that all of you in this room, as you go away from today, you recognize there are organizations like Chris's that you want to be aligned with, there are efforts on a state level to bring collaboration together, and you can participate. There are increasingly, as we bring additional resources to the table, and oh, by the way, this is not a, um, I'm not allowed to lobby but I am allowed to educate. So, so parenthetically, let me just say that's what I'm about to do. Um, there are two, two Senator Lou's in the state capitol. You heard from one of them, Carol Lou. The other is Ted Lou, and Senator Ted Lou chairs the Joint Committee on the Arts. He serves a district which is very much a part of the creative economy, um, and he cares deeply about the topics that we're talking about today, as well as the arts, hence his chairing of the Joint Committee. And oh, by the way, he has a bill to bring $25 million in funding to this classically underfunded agency. 
So that was just education. That wasn't me lobbying. But during this <laughs> session, you ought to pay attention to your state legislature. Absolutely. But I'll leave it there. Uh, I, I, if I could, one more thing. And that is, I brought with me a copy of the Otis Report on the Creative Economy. And there aren't very many printed copies, because in this world, we know that everything's available online. And so I encourage you to go and check out the Otis Report on the Creative Economy. As one of the things that we did, Chris, this year is we funded the expansion of what has been an Orange County and Los Angeles study to go statewide. And so for the first time, we know that the creative industries of California generate uh, nearly uh, 10% of our jobs. So 1.4 million jobs are in some form of the creative industries. And we know that $273 billion in state GDP, 8% of our state economic output, is linked to creative industries. And if you look at who, who are the creative industries, that's Hollywood entertainment, that's gaming design, furniture, product design, fashion, the traditional, all the discipline, art forms, it's arts education. That makes up the creative economy. And we, at our peril as a state, ignore this notion of how do we supercharge the creativity that we are known for as a state, but yet we have paid less attention than, than, than it deserves. But that's why this collaboration is so exciting. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, great. Uh, well, thank you. And again, I'm so excited. Let's. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think we're going to have a little bit of conversation. We had a couple of things. We've talked before, and we just had a great time on the yeah. phone, and we were just so excited to be here in person to have a little bit more time to chat. And I'm going to check in with Alex in terms of how much time we have. We've got seven minutes. Okay. Sure. Uh, and maybe we might be able to take one or two questions if we sure. have from, from the audience. But I wanted to kind of pick up with you uh, just a couple, th couple things where we saw connections um, between the work that we were doing. We're doing a lot of uh, work in, in throughout the state. We're seeing so much energy around the maker movement or the tinkering movement. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just see this as such a huge opportunity for us to collaborate more closely together. So uh, I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Um, our organization... Our current chair is Dennis Bartels from the Exploratorium in San Francisco. And I don't know if any of you have ever been to the Exploratorium, but it's just, it's mind-blowing. And when you think about all the really cool, creative arts that are incorporated into that, it's just, um, I, think, I think it's a perfect example. I'm curious what, how you guys are connecting with the maker and tinkering movement and if there might be more opportunities for us in that space uh, as well. When I think of that area, I, I think of a couple of really great examples. Um, some of you may be familiar with the Zero One uh, effort in San Jose. That's a, uh, every two years, there's an incredible conference that brings together the arts and sciences. And that energy that I see in that effort, uh, and, and San Jose, of course, is perfectly positioned with the tech sector. And increasingly, they're seeing, building these relationships to all these iconic uh, technology companies, and there is a street-level excitement around the maker movement, I think, where kids get just enormously excited about the hands-on. We know that so many of our students are kinesthetic. They need to be involved in project work Absolutely. as a way to get them excited and interested. And so, to me, that's just a natural common cause place where our work ought to be more closely aligned. So, um, Certainly the museum world, the exploratorium efforts, we see those institutions as places where we can, either through an artist-in-residence program or some sort of supplemental funding, as we 
uh, encourage that work uh, as a state agency, we absolutely see partnership there. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I want to talk with you a little bit about the Next Generation Science Standards. And I've been really intimately involved in helping the state adopt them. Our organization has been one of the leaders in helping California be one of the earliest states to adopt them. But I'm really excited about these new standards because they have an engineering design piece to them, woven throughout the entire curriculum. But we also know that there's not much going on in the formal space. There's a lot of robotics going on in in clubs, which is terrific. But when it comes to the formal education and really the science curriculum per se, uh, there hasn't been much focus on that. And, And I just see this as another opportunity when you think about engineering design and the kinds of things that I think about Apple, I'm wondering if there's more opportunities to, for us to connect in this particular space as well as we think about how do we retrain teachers, how do we introduce this into new curriculum. I just think this is another big opportunity for us to collaborate. I agree. And the good news is you and I both looked at the agenda ahead today, and there's a lot of wonderful experts who are going to be in front of this audience talking about some of those same things. Yeah. But I think of what Art Center College of Design in Pasadena is doing with Caltech. Here are two world-class institutions. Art Center, arguably the most important automotive design institution in the world. Caltech, unparalleled scientific knowledge, and yet they're both in Pasadena. Interestingly, from a branding perspective, Pasadena's talking about rebranding itself as the city of arts and science. And it's hard to argue but you San Diegans would maybe have an argument to, <laughs> to, to counter that. Yeah. But uh, they're working with the Armory Center for the Arts, uh, a world-class arts education nonprofit, and they've gotten one of the major Department of Education multi-million dollar uh, grants to bring the arts and math together. So certainly an arts and math connection uh, is, is an exciting one, and they'll be promulgating a lot of that material. What Caltech is helping them with is indeed the assessment the documentation, uh, some of the, the curriculum materials. I think in an art center, from a design learning perspective, I think they are a world-class potential partner for all of us. Yeah. yeah, great. And one last question I wanted to ask the audience. How many of you are familiar with local control funding or involved locally as these kind local of a knowing, control accountability knowing smile are, over here. It's like, yeah, I'm, so afraid, a show of hands. I'm afraid I am aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, and how many of you know that uh, by, by law that that includes science? And I believe it would include the arts as well. Uh, well, that's certainly our, that. our point of view. And, right. and what we've done at a, at a state level is help promote a, a toolkit that the California Alliance for Arts Education has put out a toolkit to help guide LCCF, um, LCFF. Uh, design because that's everybody's right. up and everybody's worried about it. But exactly. back to your point, yeah. yeah, I think that's a huge area that really is the probably the biggest thing happening in California right now is right. that's where all the action is is at the local level and making sure that your voice is at the table as the local districts are putting together these plans uh, for right. the future. So we could take one one question from the audience. One over here. My name is Suzanne Till. I'm the director of the Academy of Science at Modern Day Catholic High School. Um, my question is specifically for high schools. I'm really glad you talked about the pause for the testing process. But there's another course in testing process that is really strict and not allowing creativity, AP classes. Yeah. I, I, I have a PhD in environmental. Thank you. I have a PhD in environmental geography. I moved into the high schools to bring in cool environmental science with landscape architecture and design. That's my PhD also. And I'm given AP environmental science, and all it is 
is throwing stuff at the kids. It's a poorly designed course, cramming four years of environmental science into some test at the end. We threw out the course. Hmm. We just can't deal with it anymore. And I'm asking you, my kids are frustrated because I'm going to be teaching a college-level environmental science class with these projects, but they're not getting the same credit as an AP class. And then they don't want to take it because all the colleges look at is these numbers of SATs, GPAs. So something needs to be rethought. How do we, the kids want to do this. The parents tell me they want to do this, but then they're like, well, I can't get into UCLA then. And so I just wanted to throw that out to you. That's another testing class process that we really have to rethink. I know we don't have a lot of time to talk about that, but I say amen. And I don't know if you've heard, but the SAT is being completely redesigned. And the new head of the college board helped write Common Core. So that is coming. Look forward to that. My hope may be that that might be a precursor to reexamining the AP curriculum as well. But I, I'm sure if that is, it's a long ways down the road. But, but nevertheless, I, I concur with you uh, 100%. All right, let's hear it for Thank Chris and Craig. Done. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks again. And, uh, you know, so just some really insightful information about STEAM in, in California. And I'm sure this is uh, just the beginning of many conversations that they'll have moving forward. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.